podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That optimism yesterday has evaporated. This is my rational perspective on Chelsea nil, Brentford 2. A familiar feeling coming away from a game at Stamford Bridge. An all too familiar feeling of, of depression, of frustration. And the way that game played out was... The way I think some of us feared it could have, if if you're just looking at Brentford's strengths and the fact that we conceded in such sloppy fashion in the way we did and the way we reacted to that setback, the missed chances in the first half, it's a it's not a news story regarding Chelsea Football Club and especially in 2023 at Stamford Bridge. Um, you know, there's no there's no point trying to say this is something new. I mean, we experienced a 2-0 defeat at home to Brentford back in April. But to look at this game and to look at the impact, the negative impact I think it may have it is my deep concern. And the fact that three times now this season I've been sat here after a home defeat in a game you expect Chelsea to do a lot better in, Nottingham Forest, Aston Villa, and now Brentford. Three different games, three different months, but three very familiar outcomes. And that's the concern, I think, for where... The current team's going and and I think my my biggest worry was post the first goal how little we looked able and confident to try the things we were doing well in the first half and it felt like more and more the way that game went the team and the players were losing I think confidence and becoming more risk averse or in some cases just going through the motions or trying things and, and forcing things when they didn't need to be forced or going into areas and, and trying things that we don't do as a football team at our best. And that's my that was my worry after Aston Villa. Now, the team responded well after Aston Villa, but to be fair, the, the two games after Aston Villa in the league were Fulham and Burnley. The two games after this are Tottenham and Man City, basically the top two of this Premier League. And I think that although tactically those games may suit this Chelsea team a little bit more, those are still some very good teams. And you can see the potential dread on the horizon if Chelsea go into the next international break with no points after this run of three games. So that's that's the, the, the harsh, brutal reality. And there's no point trying to skirt around that today because there's only so many times people can look at data and can look at well, we made good opportunities, but you have to take those opportunities. And it's all right, us talking and me talking about individual players, I think, and the way Pochettino set up the team is is getting us into good areas. But again, you have to you have to finish the job. You have to get over the line at some point. And um, the more that doesn't happen psychologically, I think, from, from a confidence point of view, especially for a young group of players, that's my concern. So this is my my rational perspective and this is my my feelings. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the content if you're listening on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in as well. I have to say my, my optimism for this game was massively hit, dented by the news that both Mikhailo Mudrik and Enzo Fernandez were not in the matchday squad. I think those were two key players for today. Enzo from a progressive passing point of view and obviously Mudrik with, from out wide and, and the threat he can provide. And um, it really hurt Chelsea today. I, re- I really think it did. And, and I mean, there was some speculation that in the case of Enzo, of course, he's he's just had a new child. So was that part of it? But Pochettino said after the game, both suffered knocks late on. And um, 
it just feels so typical and it just feels like you just can't have things fun at Chelsea at the moment. It's just a very 2023 thing. I mean, it's this is why it's so difficult for Poch, I think, to, to build rhythm and to build chemistry, for any coach to build chemistry and rhythm when you have so many knockbacks from an injury point of view and to try and build a team that's sustainable and you can rely on each week that are going to give you a level of performance and, and to try and build those connections. Again, me saying that doesn't mean that Chelsea didn't have faults in today's game and players couldn't have done things better. That's not, please do not take what I just said as, well, it was acceptable then to lose to Brentford. Of course it's not. But from a coaching point of view, I think from an approach point of view, it's just so irritating that whenever there seems to be some form of a a team coming together, players get small knocks, they get taken out and then you have to kind of start again or you have to shuffle the pack again. And that's, the concern for me is when is Poch going to be able to have his first 11 out or have mostly a full deck to play with? And that's that was evident with the, the bench today. You know, I, I know people can criticise Pochettino's substitutions later on in the game when Chelsea were chasing it. But who else would you have brought off the bench in that situation? I think I would have made the exact same subs. I mean, maybe you can argue about the players who came off, the players who stayed on. But with the options on that bench, Ian Matson, Washington and James... And Gusto, maybe, who did have some heavy strapping around his, uh, I think it was his uh, knee, that kept him out of the starting 11. Who else are you bringing on? There's no, it's not like there's an obvious player that was screaming at you to bring off the bench from, say, a wide point of view other than the ones he did. So that that in itself is, is why it's so key that we get players back quickly, and especially Christopher Nkunku. But the first half, I thought, was, was dictated by Cole Palmer, continues to do good things, continues to try and make things happen. He's at the heart of many things. I felt in the first half, what made Chelsea better was that when there was chance to run into space, I thought the decision-making was a lot better. The one-two touch play, when there was a chance to transition, I thought the decision-making again, mainly from Cole Palmer. Nani Madawake had that chance early on where he cut onto his left foot and nearly bent a ball into the top corner. And and then you had the, the header from Marco Correa, Straight at the keeper, I think he should be doing better there. And there are a few ch- chances in the first half. Again, the, the Sterling one is the most, I think, frustrating one out of all of them because it, it kind of comes down to him and he has time to think about it. There was a penalty shout and it could have been a penalty, but there were enough chances for Chelsea to take the lead. When that doesn't happen, because at that point, Brentford were so penned in their first half, they were really struggling to get out. They were almost suffocating at times to, to try and relieve any of the pressure. You give them that time to recover. And when we come out in the second half and quickly concede the first, and it's so bad, it's so poor. I can be frustrated at the officials that uh, I think it's Janssen is able to take that throw in like basically several steps away from where the throw-in was. But the lack of tracking on the ball when when the throw-in is, is, is down the line in Burmo has that free run basically to get a ball into the box to the back post but then the fact that it gets to the back post Dezassi who's been good so far this season it's atrocious defending and you just you cannot allow that to happen it's basic it's and it just completely kills and absolutely shatters the game for Chelsea it shouldn't that shouldn't be game over but like current Chelsea to concede in that manner when your opponent has had so little looks at goal and you've been able to prevent many looks at at your goal it's um it's just poor 
And I thought the tracking from Sterling at times, there was a chance before then that Sanchez saved and, and it was down that left where I thought Sterling could have been a lot better with his tracking and that, that frustrated me. And just the the passive nature of that moment cost Chelsea dearly and it just it cannot be allowed to happen because you you see the impact it has on the team and and it's just it's so irritating it's the basics and that's I I guess from Pochettino's point of view because he did put out a defense that was a lot more physically I guess commanding and I spoke about that in my preview of why that was going to be important and then you get done like that it's just unacceptable and it's just really poor and I think that the team deserves a lot of um, criticism for, for that moment in particular because it that goal doesn't need to happen it's not a worldie it's not a piece of genius it's not bad luck it's just bad defending and it just can't be allowed to happen because it completely alters the, the momentum of the game and means that Chelsea are now chasing and we know what Chelsea are like currently when they're chasing they're not very good and from there I was just really irritated by the the slow build up. The even when Reese James came on there, there was the one the one time we got Reese outright and he puts the ball in and it misses a few players. I think Washington nearly gets it and basically we don't get a clean touch on it and um, it goes out maybe for a goal kick or corner. But other than that, I thought it became this positional play, slow possession, all the stuff that has irritated us to to death, uh, bored us to death at Chelsea in recent years. You know, I'm not someone who, who shouts at Stamford Bridge forward and bellows at the team that they just need to get the ball forward as quickly as possible because I understand that it's not as simple as that. And when you're up against a team like Brentford, they want you to hit it long because nine times out of 10, they're going to win that aerial battle. But that doesn't mean that your passing has to be slow. It has to be kind of predictable. And it felt like the players were in in their own shells from that point they were scared to make a mistake and I thought Nicholas Jackson had a really poor game arguably his worst performance in a Chelsea shirt just I thought was really erratic on the ball made decisions to take shots when he shouldn't have and that again that dearly cost Chelsea because it it stopped us creating good opportunities in the second half it felt like throwing new subs on didn't really change the the dynamic of things much and I spoke about earlier that you know that is a problem with the injury situation and then the the second goal does Sanchez need to go up in 94 95 minutes at that point it just looks a little bit clumsy and chaotic the way he tracks back tries to foul Mopai falls over the goal's given and it's game over and it's just uh it's a nightmare really it's a nightmare before Halloween and um yeah I mean that's kind of my summation of the game. I, I just I just don't think there's there's much new to to report about Chelsea. And it, it was one of the things I said yesterday. You know, we know this Chelsea side under Pochettino when they come up against high caliber opposition, and it reminds me a lot of Tuchel actually. I know Tuchel, and people will be screaming, "How can you compare this team to Tuchel at his best?" Obviously, he won a Champions League, but just in a sense that. I always trusted that Tuchel against good op- opposition when Chelsea would be pressed and we'd have to defend and then there'd be space to hit, you know, into and, and go at. We would be better. But it's that classic thing that Conte in his second season, Sarri, Lampard, Tuchel, Potter, Lampard again and now Pochettino, it's that low block. It, it feels very simple to come to the bridge, set up in a defensive low block, cram space, force Chelsea to break you down. And then rely on the fact that Chelsea aren't the most clinical team and then be able to exploit some lapses in concentration. 
and an inability to use our home ground in the best way it doesn't feel like an intimidating place it feels like an intimidating place for our players that's that's a feeling i've had for quite a while now it feels like chelsea players in particular get into their own shells basically and feel um they don't feel confident in their own home ground and that's that's a real problem you know it's a it, that that's an issue and we can i could spend hours talking about cultural things uh maybe a sense of of what's gone on in recent years that's created that atmosphere and and that feeling of maybe entitlement or expectation but it's a problem that needs to be solved if this if this team under Pochettino is going to go anywhere those are my thoughts let me know yours I'm going to be doing my player ratings uh a new show we'll see how that goes you can give me your thoughts uh but for now follow me on x at son of Chelsea across the socials at son of Chelsea subscribe turn those notifications on thank you for listening or watching and I will see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.